Hi everyone, I'm Waris and welcome to a new episode on the Waris Says What. I'm going to discuss a bit of the news, um, the market, my uh, wife's favorite stocks, and my take on this uh, crazy week. First off, if you'd like to ask a few questions or just hear my take on a stock, please leave a comment and I'll try and bring it up in the next video. So what's going on in America? The election happened on Tuesday. It's kind of still going on. Uh, overall, the win is leaning towards uh, Biden's side. Uh, but as the election in 2016 showed us, you don't really know who's going to win until the last vote is counted. And there could be some difficulty here. As Trump and the right is debating timeframes regarding the absentee ballots. Um, while I agree that the, the waiting till the last day to turn in your absentee ballot is the ultimate procrastination move, um, there was no clear directive to not allow this. Thus, I feel like all votes cast in on this day, on, the, on that day, whatever way, shape, or form, till November 3rd is valid and should be counted. Um, that's my opinion. It'll be interesting to see how the count, the courts decide, since everyone has lowered up at this point. But anyways, Wisconsin and Michigan, they're projected to uh, for Biden today, uh, if he wins Nevada and Arizona as well, which are currently leaning towards him. He wins the election uh, or the presidency. Uh, North Carolina, Georgia, Alaska, and Pennsylvania are still being counted and are, to me, basically still a toss-up. It can go either way. Trump uh, really needs to win either Arizona or Nevada to have a chance of winning. Otherwise, he's not going to reach the 270 and Biden reaches 270 exactly on the electoral votes. North Carolina is being a bit weird, by the way. I don't get what's so important that they need to postpone counting till the 13th. Something about meeting that can't be pushed back. Um, it's strange. I don't get it. It's kind of sketchy. I'm hoping I just read <laughs> the, the news wrong there because I don't understand that at all. But anyways, the market has reacted differently than expected. Last week, I thought I, I was 100% sure that I was going to lose money. <laughs> this week, uh, I didn't come, go out of, uh, I didn't sell, but I still prepared myself basically mentally for this uh, jarring week. I, I'm personally so excited that I was wrong uh, because this week, you know, instead of being a big, big loss, I couldn't have been more wrong. Up big for three days straight, erased all my losses for the last month, put me back in the green. And so uh, what people believed is that Trump would have or, and myself um we believe that trump would have been uh good for the small caps and growth companies and whatnot uh because of the lower corporation taxes and uh basically uh lower taxes in general uh biden was believed to be a win for morally clean energy and value companies and industrials honestly either trump or biden would have been okay for energy just one would have been a little bit, uh, there's more heavily on energy, which would have been Biden, but they're still both good and clean. But the value companies and industrials, we were kind of seeing this kind of push or reallocation of uh, priorities towards the value at the beginning of the, I would say, Friday and Monday. And this just reversed itself again. This is why I continue to dollar cost average in. And on these big volatility days, I'm, I'm talking the straight up fear days. I buy when the people sell. It's it's really hard to do that because you yourself are scared. I I, I could tell you that I was just like, oh my god, my money, where is it going? But um, and 
I was hoping even more that I could buy this week, though, because I was planning on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to be able to, you know, uh, put in about 10% more of uh, about $1,000 or so each time. It doesn't seem like I'm going to have those opportunities this week. I'm okay with that. I'm going to ride the, the, the gains I'm getting. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. But um, apparently the market does love a divided Congress with Biden as president because that's what is currently being lean to be the outcome. Being that the tax reform would be much harder to pass. Uh, stimulus would also get pushed uh, much harder. So win-win. And stimulus will be necessary, even though COVID, it's it's not really the main priority because the elections are going on, but it's still there. It's getting worse. Numbers are up. Hospitalizations are up. Deaths are up. And with these important events that require bigger crowds, uh, let's say when we were voting and uh, upcoming Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, family gatherings, New Year's. Uh, New Year's more of a, you know, gather with whoever. Uh, these bigger, these events that require bigger crowds, bigger rate of exposure, they're not going to do us any good. Most likely, we're going to continue to see cases of the COVID continue to rise. So it's not a pretty picture. So please protect yourself, mask up, wash your hands, and be a little socially awkward. It's going to be good for us in the long run. Uh, so let's shift our focus a little bit to the market here. With uh, the election finishing up, we have less uncertainty, which is a good, it's good. It means we're, we're more confident investors. COVID numbers are up. It means more fear. Fear is bad, right? Because people make some silly mistakes like selling their companies that are great. I get scared too, like I said before. So you got to reassure yourself, bring out your research and remind yourself why you have any of your positions that you might have. I like M1 Finance because... Unlike the other platforms, they only have two trade windows, which at first sounds super bad, right? So you you can only really trade around 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. And they even have limitations on depending on how much your uh, portfolio is. And if you're, uh, I'm going to say they're, they're prime members. They prevent you from selling any other time. So you only got those two windows. And you, you got to think ahead of what you're doing. You also have a lot of time to think about what you're trying to do because you're not going to be able to make that decision right on this dot which usually it's like in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day where you, you get the oh my god this news right yeah so you have you have you're a force to contemplate your decision all day or all night it's really saved me a few times over the year the broker really reinforces the long-term investing concept and that's what I'm all about. I'm investing long-term. I'm not investing in the short-term. And it's a good reminder that actually basically it forces you, like you can't do short-term trading. If you want to do short-term trading, I think uh, Robinhood, Webush, or um, the, the Chase app, the, the you invest app from Chase, they're all good platforms. Uh, I would steer clear from Robinhood a little bit just because they've had some security issues. Anyways, um, something else I'd like to do with the market is uh, to keep note of what my wife is into these days. You know, what they buy, what app she likes, or stores she frequents, or stupid little videos she's looking at, or whatever platform. It sounds a little creepy as I'm saying it, but I, I involve her in the conversation. I'm not just lurking behind her. It's 
it's a good way to uh, actually get to know your wife a little bit more about what she likes and her interests. You know, it's not a bad way for the relationship. But anyways, the biggest and most annoying thing that she we kind of just interact with is Pinterest. Because every time I get that pin sent to me through text, I, I mean, there's there's another little project or another little thing that she wants to create or replicate in the home. My father-in-law literally flinches on the word now because all his daughters send him this ideas and they share it all in group text and whatnot for any kind of home projects, decorations. He's very good, very good at like handyman and home, like small rental projects. He's fantastic at it. He saved me. <laughs> but, um, and again, because of COVID, we have a big boom in the improving your home kind of business. So Pinterest, this has been fantastic for them. Very fantastic quarter. Even their guidance a little cautiously optimistic because, you know, who knows with COVID really. The the market went crazy. They bumped up the price 30% in a day last week. Uh, I was happy <laughs> because at the beginning of October is when I bought in. So uh, basically just a little, little bit before everything happened here. Uh, it's one of those, oh, thank God, I actually made a good decision. But um, up about 53% for the last month. Uh, showing massive growth, like I said, with their quarterlies and their projector, their guidance, basically. Tailwind from COVID, increased ad revenue. They're very anti-political with their ad uh, choices. I like this. this. They don't. They just don't want to let those in. They don't want. They, they want a positive atmosphere in their platform, and I, I enjoy that part about it. I am totally behind that. I didn't even know it was a publicly traded company until around August. So. Uh, I just dismissed it as like, eh, who cares? It's Pinterest, right? Nah. But you know who cares? Your wife, your sisters, your mom, your friends. It's huge. It's a huge platform for home, life, health, improvement, all kinds of stuff and whatnot. And uh, it has a growing um, male uh, demographic as well. And I, I think it's going to continue its growth story even after COVID. COVID just accelerated it immensely this year. Also, they... It's nice to be able to make money <laughs> off of Pinterest, not just spend it. <laughs> it's a little more of an incentive. So another, another biggie uh, that we have with the conversations with my wife is makeup. And, and boy, I, for the boys here, I, I don't I don't recommend at all researching product prices and whatnot. It's, it's going to just kind of depress you a little bit. And so just stay blissfully unaware of what's going on there. But... Uh, the one I want to talk about the most in the makeup companies would be Estee Lauder. It has a big market share of this industry, constantly good returns uh, on this investment. I don't, I don't personally have this on my growth portfolio, but it is present in my Roth IRA. It's one of those forever picks for me, kind of like Starbucks. I feel like uh, they just make profit on the, all those melted eyeliners or shadows or whatever is in my glove box. It's so many <laughs> chapsticks, you know, and then, uh, I still crack up the day I went to like Sephora or Ulta, I can't remember where. And then I asked the cashier, how, how did my wife even get this membership thing? Like it just keeps showing up. And my wife yells at them, don't tell them the word. <laughs> so that, that scares me a little bit, but mm, it's also fun. But uh, Estee Lauder, even though I don't recognize the brands that well, this is where my better counterpart comes into play. She educates me on what's good and what sucks, basically what's trending, whatnot. Uh, I don't need to understand the products precisely to understand that it's profitable. And so so don't just think of Estee Lauder 
uh, when you think of the company, you got to think of like Clinique, Mac, Origins, Le Maire, they own all these and so on. Um, lots of long-term potential here, lots of brand kind of like loyalty as well. Uh, anyways, that's it for now. So thank you everyone for spending part of your day with me and don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. See you next time.